Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. We need examples to follow. Most of us have trouble conveying the words of God in the Bible into everyday action. We need someone to explain it to us. We need a pattern to follow. It was true in Paul's day, and it is true in our day, too. Much of the Bible contains stories of how men and women lived before God. Some lived rightly, while others did not. Today on Drawing Near, Paul finishes reminding the Thessalonian faithful of the type of ministry he and Silas lived out in their presence. He's not bragging. He is simply encouraging them by way of Silas and his own example. Let's take our Bibles and turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and study your witnesses. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. And our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your truths, your declarations, your instructions, your revelation of yourself. And Father, we thank you of the many narratives, the stories that flesh out a relationship with you, whether obedient or disobedient. Father, we're thankful to have these kinds of patterns that we can follow. We thank you also for the everyday patterns that you give us today. In our lives, there are men and women, young people, who seek to live for you, who live out faithfully at times and maybe at other times do not. And we see the consequence of right living and wrong living. We see how you respond to that and how life turns out when we are faithful or not. Father, we pray that we would be insightful, that we would be discerning, not judgmental, not condemnatory, not envious. Father, thank you for Paul and Silas. Thank you for the apostles and prophets, for all the great individuals in Scripture that you use to convey your truth to us with. Now, Father, I pray that you would help us to see the truth, to live the truth, and understand it. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's begin our study today by looking at 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 10 through 12. In verse 10, we read, You are witnesses, and God also, how devoutly and justly and blamelessly we behaved ourselves among you who believe. As you know how we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you, as a father does his own children, that you may walk worthy of God who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. In today's passage, Paul identifies witnesses that can testify that what he is saying is true. Not only what he has been saying is true, but what he says in these verses is true as well. He says, you are witnesses. Each of you who believe, each of you who were there when we were there, you are witnesses, and God is too. And again, when you call God as a witness, you are on dangerous ground if you're lying. And Paul is not lying. He says, you're witnesses, and God is a witness as well. God witnesses what we do here on earth. God knows the truth of my words. And then he reminds them of what they witnessed and what God has witnessed. How devoutly and justly and blamelessly we behaved ourselves among you who believe. Paul is going to talk to the Thessalonian believers in these three verses about Paul and Silas's behavior, 
about their activity among them, about the kind of passion they had, and what the heart of their message was. Here he talks about behavior. He says, we were devoted among you. We were devoted to God. We lived devout lives, lives consecrated to God. We also lived justly or righteously. We did right in your presence. We didn't live wrongly or carelessly, casually. And we were blameless. No one could bring an accusation against us. So we lived in this holy, righteous way. We lived the scriptures. We lived out our faith in Jesus Christ every day. We were devout. We were just. We were blameless. He says, this is how we behaved ourselves among you who believe. Paul and Silas walked among the people and lived among the people, and the people could see their devotedness, their righteousness or justness, and their blamelessness. In verse 11, he goes on and says, as you know how we exhorted, comforted, and charged every one of you. We not only lived a certain way, behaved a certain way, but we had an activity. We had a purpose. There were things we were trying to accomplish. What were they? Well, Paul and Silas exhorted, comforted, and charged. That's what we see in verse 11. They exhorted. They taught. They encouraged the people to do the gospel, to do what Jesus came to teach us to do, to live holy and blameless before God. They encouraged, exhorted the people to do this. That's what they were teaching. They also comforted the people. Sometimes we don't do what's right. Sometimes we have fears and doubts and concerns. Sometimes life doesn't go well, and we need to apply the scriptures to our lives. There's a big part of the ministry that is just comforting people as they seek to grow in Christ. And they charged every one of them. They commanded them. They directed them. Preachers and teachers, prophets, apostles, are not individuals who just come along and just give whimsical words uh, who have no power or authority in the lives of the people that they serve. The Word of God is living and active, more powerful than any two-edged sword. The Word of God has power within it, and those who deliver the Word of God need to deliver it with power and authority. The authority comes from God and His Word. It's not in the individual. It's in the office. And Paul and Silas charged every one of them, commanded every one of them, directed them. And they did the exhortation and the comforting and the charging as a father does his own children. This speaks of the passion of their heart. We've already seen in the previous study that they loved them. They were affectionate toward them. They tenderly and gently cared for them like a mother nursing her own children. Now they charge and exhort and comfort as a father does his own children. Now, sadly, many fathers do not do this with their own children. Many fathers are absent. They're only there to correct or maybe to coach on a ball team or or just to be in the house. Many are absent altogether. But the scriptures clearly say a father is to train up their children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. A father is to provide direction for their children as they grow up. They're to be hands-on. And they're not to do this as some teacher or coach. They're to do it as a father. They're to comfort and exhort and charge as a father. And Paul and Silas says, we didn't simply act like apostles or strangers or teachers or shepherds. You were like our children. 
and we did our ministry, our activity among you, as a father does with his own children. Again, that speaks of passion and effort and affection. In verse 12, we come to the place in this where he tells them about the message. We've seen the behavior of Paul and Silas, the activity of Paul and Silas, the passion of Paul and Silas. And now we see the message. What were they trying to convey? What were they exhorting and comforting and charging? What were they trying to provide by their example? Verse 12, that you walk worthy of God who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. Let's take the last part of verse 12 first. God calls believers into his own kingdom and glory. It is God who sends out the call and draws us back. We do not go looking for God. God calls us. He is the shepherd looking for the lost sheep. He comes and calls us, and he calls us into his own kingdom. He calls us out of the world and into his own kingdom. He calls us out of darkness into his own glory, into his own marvelous light. That's an amazing thing. But the first part of verse 12 says that the message they convey was that you walk worthy of God. You walk worthy of the God who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. So many people want to communicate to us that all we need to do is believe in God and we're saved and everything is done. That's not the message of the scripture. From Genesis through Revelation, we are told that God calls us out of sin and into righteousness. He calls us out of the world and into his kingdom. He calls us apart from Satan to Jesus Christ. That's why we were indwelled with the Holy Spirit. We're given the Holy Scriptures, and we have teachers to guide and, and comfort and challenge and charge. We need to understand the purpose of the work of ministry, the purpose of the gospel, the purpose of the examples that Paul and Silas are referring to, is to communicate that we are to walk worthy of God who calls us into his own kingdom and glory. What does that look like? Well, we're going to see that in 1 Thessalonians. We see that throughout the scriptures. But we need not go any further than to look at the Lord Jesus Christ. No one has walked perfectly worthy of God except the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to walk in the Spirit and not gratify the desires of the flesh. We need to live out the fruit of the Spirit and not the carnal desires and lusts of the flesh. We need to come out from among the world and be separate. We need to walk worthy of God. And Paul says our boldness, our affection, and our example before you is so that we could teach you, exhort you, comfort, charge you to walk worthy of God. And Paul says, and Silas and I have done this by example. You saw, God sees, how devoutly, justly, and blamelessly we behaved ourselves among you who believe. Isn't that an amazing passage of Scripture? Isn't it a wonderful challenge, a charge? I pray today that each one of us would understand the necessity of drawing near to God that he may draw near to us, of understanding his word so that we can live it out, speak it, think it, act on it, that we would be careful to be gentle and affectionate among those around us, that we would be faithful in seeking to walk worthy of God who calls us into his own kingdom and glory. We are children of the light. May we live as children of the light and walk in the light of Christ. Father in heaven, I thank you for this passage. I thank you for these words. I thank you for how they stir my own heart to faithfulness, to love, 
I pray, Lord, that the hope that I place in you, not an uncertain hope, not a wavering hope, but a certain hope of the promises that you have made, that they will guide and inflame my heart for you today, that I would share that hope, the hope that is contained within the glorious gospel with those around me. Guide us today, Father. Guide each one of us as we seek to follow you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.